What's been coming out your mouth? Maybe we can get together and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, so again, here, here's, here's, what's, here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. For those of us that are taking the challenge, here's what's going on. This week, you're going to check in your house, and you're going to check outside your house. I'm sorry, Devin. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Um, you're going to check inside your house, and then the person that you met from church, you're going to reach out and check on them, right? We family, ain't we? All right, okay. All right, so let, let's, let's get into the word on today. All right, so we're talking today from the subject, what's wrong with cursing? We're talking from the subject, what's wrong with cursing? On, on last week, and many people began to um, even correct me on social media or, or say it here, you know, because folk, people got a degree or two, you know, and bad and bougie. And so it's like they, they said cussing is cursing. You know, and <clears throat> no, I mean cussing. What's last week? I meant what's wrong with cussing? Profanity, words that should not come um, out of our mouth. What's wrong with that? And we dealt with that on last Sunday. You didn't, you didn't hear it. Um, <clears throat> it's on the church's Facebook page, my Facebook page, Relevant Life, um, and you can go back and you can take a listen to it. This week, though, we're talking from the subject of what's wrong with cursing. All right, so you, you, heard, you heard Pastor Alicia said, I, I've also said that there's a difference uh, for the sake and the purpose of the point that we're driving towards. There's a difference in cussing and cursing. Just a quick review. Um, there are reasons, I gave five reasons why, why we shouldn't cuss. Um, the first one is that when we cuss, when we use profanity, when we use uh, words that are not edifying, when we use words that need to be edited, when we use words that we can't say in front of Jesus, okay. uh, catch-all phrase, it is an ill representation. We are not representing the Savior that died on the cross for our sins. First reason why, why we, we shouldn't cuss is because it's an ill representation. The second reason is, and this is what Tony was talking about, his destiny, Here's the second reason why uh, we shouldn't cuss. It's because it'll take longer to get to where you're going. Because the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked. Most times that phrase is used in the context of marriage. But, but sometimes you can get connected with somebody um, who, who has a different filter than you do. Mm-hmm. So it'll take longer to get to where you're going. It'll take longer to get into your destiny. Third reason why we shouldn't cuss is because you're not made for the dirt. Many of y'all, this is just a review. Some of y'all are like, what do you mean? Because the Bible says that it's really what comes from the heart that defiles us. It comes from the heart, out of the mouth, and that defiles us. And the word defile means to be made black, to be stained. And you're not made for the dirt. Here's the fourth reason why we shouldn't cuss. It is a sign of no self-control. This is a real-life, real-time, convicting point right here that I should not have talked about that lady's mom. 
It was a sign of no self-control. If I had to result and let her issue affect me, then I need more fruit being born from the tree of self-control. All right, so the fourth reason why we shouldn't cuss is because it is a sign of no self-control. Here's the fifth one. It can lead to greater confrontation. Whenever you go to stringing words together, uh, some changes and tempers flare and can lead to greater confrontation. My intention is, I think, the reason why we're doing these two sermons, I think we ought to set the standard. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm, I'm talking about kingdom folk. We, we ought to set the standard. The world should be drawn to us, not vice versa. Now, scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. We should be the standard. And the only way we'll be the standard is if we are conscious of the standard that is being set. I mentioned, I mentioned last week that some of us could wear in good conscience the T-shirt that says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a confession uh, for, for, for many of us, but, but, but maybe, you know, cussing may not be your issue. Maybe, maybe cussing is not your issue, but for all of us, there's something. For all of us, there's something. There's some area that we should be growing in. There's some area that, that, we, should, that we should be raising the bar in. There's some area that the standard should be being lifted. Because catch this. If you're not growing... You're dying. If you are not growing, you're dying. Which is why you can go into some churches and there is no life there. There is no God there. There is no intimacy there. Church can be full of folk. The choir got on robes, rocking, and the preacher got a silky voice. But there is, no, there, there is no intimacy. Something is missing. For my Bible readers, there's Ichabod. The glory has, has departed. And if you were to go and just ask a few of those folk there in those kinds of churches, what's changed? Pastor's still preaching the same sermon. He's still putting Jesus in the grave and getting him up at the end of every sermon. He's still saying, I'm not saying that the gospel message is not relevant. I'm not poking fun at any church. My point is that when that's your default and it don't tie into what you were talking about, then save it for the invitation. That is just a sign of a church that's not growing. And any church that's not growing is dying. Any person that is not growing is dying. 
Um, a lot of us, though, we don't want the pain that comes with growth. Believe it or not, I used to, I used to lift. I used to lift weights. And, um, <clears throat> you know, just kind of got addicted to it. Well, hadn't lifted weights in a while. Um, left the trainer, moved to a different gym. And, you know, for a while you start thinking, do it for yourself, by yourself. And, and here's, here's the thing. Whenever you lift weights, the whole purpose of lifting weights is that the muscle fibers tear. So when you lift heavy weights, the muscle fibers tear. And when they tear, they begin to mend and come back together. And in them coming back together, it creates pain. You know, there's a soreness after you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a soreness. You just have to lift weights. You can do squats. You can try to get a bigger butt. And you can be doing all them squats and stuff. You know, or lunges. Why a lady raise her hand when I say get a bigger? I hear you. I'm going to look at you. You over there somewhere. I understand. You want the badonka donk, right? Okay. But see, see, when you start to hurt, when you feel the pain, it means something is happening. And then you get addicted to the pain. Like, why am I paying this man to make me feel like this? And then you buy another package. But after a while, not hurting kind of feel all right. And I dare not say that I'm in, I'm in worse shape, not bad shape, but I'm in lesser good. Is that such a word? Y'all understand what I'm saying, though? The, the bus be coming. Y'all get that one. It ain't right English, but y'all understand. I'm in lesser good shape now that I'm not working out than I was when I was hurting. Why? Because growth can be uncomfortable. So as I'm starting to talk about your mouth and what it feels like, what it sounds like, what's coming out of it, as, you, as, as, as we even move beyond this and I continue to challenge you and you continue to hurt, oh, ow, ooh, it's growth. It's growth. Now, there is a blurred line between cussing and cursing. And many of us are crossing the line and don't realize it. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that words have power? Let me just see your hands. Let me just see your hands. Okay. You're not raising your hands because your neighbor raised their hand, right? But do you believe that words have powers? All right, perfect. I, do, I believe the same thing. You know what? This isn't just a biblical concept, though it can be seen in Scripture. Uh, but self-help gurus ascribe to this principle. I believe that this principle is what the Godhead uh, was doing when they made the universe. Uh, God spoke, and then something happened. He spoke, and then something else happened. He said, let there be light. Suddenly there was light. Words have power. If, if words have power, then potty mouths are in for a dreadful end. Okay, hold on, wait, wait, let me slap another 10-pound weight on the side of that dumbbell because y'all are saying, well, well, I don't, I don't, what's wrong with? Remember, it, it's what comes from the inside. And if, if me's telling you that a potty mouth is going to cause for you to have a dreadful end, 
and that feels uncomfortable, that is the place you need to be growing. Let, let me just frame this. Let me just frame this before we really, really get into it. Um, let me just frame this for, uh, frame this for cussing and cursing. We're going to differentiate the two. First of all, our intentions, this is important, our intention should be to stop the wrong stuff and do more right stuff. In any area, the intention ought to be to stop doing the wrong stuff and do more right stuff. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be, be put away from you with all malice. It could read like this. Let all, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, cussing, cursing uh, be put away from you. Scripture's clear. There are certain things that should not be coming. This letter was written to the church at Ephesus. It wasn't written to the BET Hip Hop Music Awards audience. It was written to a group of church folk. And their apostle, Paul said, y'all shouldn't be talking like that. You should put it away. First thing, our intention should be to stop the wrong stuff, do more right stuff. Here's the second thing. Uh, we ought to lead our mouth in giving God an offering. Y'all don't understand that one. You ought to, we ought to lead our mouth in giving God an offering. So during praise and worship, we say, we say things to God. We say, God, I, I love you. I thank you. You know, we, we, we lead our mouth, some of us. We lead our mouth. But look at what Psalm 1914 says. Psalm 1914. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Do you see how the mouth and heart are tied together? You can't say what ain't in the heart. And if it's not in your heart, you can't say it. So David ties them together. Let the words of my mouth and the stuff I've been chewing on in my heart be acceptable. Our offering, no matter what kind of offering, our guilt offering, our sin offering, our sacrificial offering, the tithe, whatever it is, we're giving it so that God will bless it. And David is saying that our mouth ought to be what gives an acceptable offering to God. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because you're my redeemer. Here's the third, third reason. Um, um, that, that we should check our mouth first. Our intention should be to stop the wrong stuff and do more right stuff. The second thing, we ought to lead our mouth in giving God an offering. Here's the third thing. We ought to realize we're really creating our own reality. This could very easily go towards the faith of the spoken word. Um, it, it really ties in, but the principle has this little niche there. I'll read it again give you the third point again we have to realize we're really with our mouths we're really creating our own reality by cussing or cursing we're creating our own reality I'm going to say it again by cussing or cursing we're really creating our own reality because words have power here it is in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 it says but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is that interaction between Satan and Jesus. And Jesus, he, he says, he says, man should not live by bread alone. It's not what you make, it's what you say. 
Say that. It ain't what I make. It's what I say. These three thoughts, these three facts, these three statements don't make you reevaluate what comes out of your mouth and out of your heart. Maybe this next part of the sermon will lead that. I, I want to talk. I want to get to this first portion. And, and this is, this is I'm, I'm choosing the title, The Act of Cursing. The Act of Cursing. You'll understand why I differentiate between cursing and cussing with this definition of the word curse. To curse is to pronounce evil ruin or judgment on a person. It's to pronounce evil ruin or judgment on a person. You're calling for God to place damnation on a person. When you curse, you're calling for God to place damnation on a person. To curse is pronounce an evil ruin or judgment on a person, and you're calling for God to place damnation on a person. All right, now I want you, I want you to go back. I want you to go back to, um, uh, if you have your Bibles, don't wait for it to pop up on the screen. Go to Numbers chapter 22. Numbers chapter 22. Here's a living story. This, this demonstrates, this is the, the, the narrative behind where this principle comes from. Remember, a curse is to pronounce evil ruin or judgment on a person. Whenever someone curses, do you hear that curse? Cussing comes out your mouth, but cursing, cursing affects the spirit realm. It's cursing, you're tapping, you're tapping the spirit realm. All right, Numbers chapter 22. Um, I'm in verse 2. We're going to just kind of skip through a, a few. It says, introduce a couple of characters. Now, Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Am Amorites. Balak. Balak is a king. He, he's a king, and Balak is watching how the Israelites are just kicking butt. I mean, the Israelites, they, I mean, they, they're going ham on folk. They, ah, ha, ha, they, they, they walking through them. I mean, they, they just, they going through them. And Balak, a surrounding enemy king, he, he's watching this. He's watching their Twitter feed, and he's seeing, he's seeing what's happening. And he's seeing that the Israelites are on this war path. He knows that Balaam, Balak, that is, he knows that God is with them, and that since God is with them, that they will not lose. That's somebody's word right there. I know you think I'm talking about cursing um, this part, but, but, but I, I just stop. I think I better pause, and I better, I better say that one again, that, that Balak, the enemy, knew that if God was with them, that they would not lose. Touch your neighbor and say, that's good news. That's, 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 that's good news. Watch what he does. He employs a prophet for sale. Pastor, you got to slow down. You gotta, you gotta. A true prophet says what God says. And, and don't worry about who like it or who don't. God says it. I can be wrong. I, I, can, I can be, you might not like it. You can say I'm wrong. Oh, no. There have been sometimes I've given a word and somebody goes, nope, that's not me. I'm not dealing with that. That's what I heard God say. Week, two weeks, month. Six months. You remember that time you told me such and such? But somebody sold a thousand dollars in my life right now. Let me give you a word. Let me, let me, let me, let me. You, if you give me a thousand dollars, I'll give you a word. The Lord says that. 
Now, I believe you can touch a prophet because the Bible says that you, when you touch the anointing and the mantle that's on a prophet, that you receive a prophet's reward. But there are too many folk that are for sale. Too many prophets will give you, so you give me a thousand and I'll give you a good word. Well, what if what God is saying ain't the word you want to hear? And so far, haven't come to real, some prophets haven't come to realize that a true prophecy is what will really, de- it, it'll change their future. When, when a word comes that you do not, I don't know why am I here, a word comes that you don't really want to hear, you need to hear it because what you're doing can, needs to be changed so that what the prophet sees may not happen. But back to the text, back, back to the text, um, Balak, the king, he goes and finds uh, Google's prophets for sale in Israel. And, and he, gets, he gets to this prophet's pay, uh, Facebook page, and um, he's selling all this kind of stuff. And Balak knows that um, prophets, um, uh, that they're connected, even though uh, they're connected to the spiritual realm. And so uh, uh, Balak wants to use this uh, prophet's spiritual authority um, to, to, to change the tide so that the Israelites won't come through them. I'm in Numbers chapter 22, verse number 6. It says, therefore, please come at once. This is what Balak says to Balaam. Balaam is the prophet. Therefore, please come at once. Curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall... What? Do you see the word? Curse. To curse is pronounced evil, ruin, or judgment. And so Balak... He, he wants the prophet to curse. He says, he says I, this is what I need you to do. I want you to curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Any real prophet would have said, hell no. Because you're calling me to tap into the God I know. To tap into the God I know to shift the tide from the people he's with. There's no way in hell. I ain't going to damn myself. He, he says, he says, he says, I want you to come and curse them for me, but they're too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that he whom you bless is blessed. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's doing the blessing? The prophet's doing the blessing. The king knows that the prophet has enough spiritual moxie, enough spiritual oomph, got enough juice to whoever he blesses, the blesses stick. And whoever he curses, the curse sticks. So he, he, says, he says, whoever you bless will be blessed, and whomever you curse is still cursed. Can I just tell y'all that cursing and blessing still works? Y'all stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm I'm going somewhere. Skip down to verse number seven. Or next verse, it says, And he took up his oracle and said, Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Aram, from the mountains of the east. Come curse Jacob for me. Wait a minute. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You, You want me to come curse the one that God said was going to be blessed. He says, Come and curse Jacob for me, and come denounce Israel. In other words, come and pronounce evil, ruin, or judgment on Israel. 
And then look what he says. He says, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? Pastor, I don't see, I don't see where, where he was a prophet for sale. you got to read the whole thing because the king announced him and said, I'll give you this much money. Balaam said, where are they? Well, who, who you want me to say? And that's when the donkey starts talking. And the donkey realizes that Balaam is about to mess up his own future if he were to go and the curse. Are y'all with me today? Okay, all right. Some of y'all trying to figure out where I'm going. Just stay with me. I'm going to land the plane in a minute. The donkey realized if you go do this, you're going to have some stuff that happens to you. Something's going to get on you that you can't get off you. And so the donkey rams his foot up against the wall. Balaam gets upset. What's wrong with you, donkey? I paid good money for you. He's the Bible says, start beating the donkey. And he goes on a little further. And there's an angel that comes and stands. And he rams his foot. And he gets off. And then the angel comes. He was for sale. That's all I want y'all to see. He, he was for sale. The money was good for him. The money was good to him. And he's hired to go and to pronounce evil ruin or judgment on whom God had blessed. Fast forward to the 20, 20th and 21st century. Now we got Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Howard Stern, I'm an equal opportunist, Steve Harvey, made his career with cussing, cursing, NWA and Bernie Mac, Tupac. Come on, we're we, we, we moving. We're just kind of surveying. I'm bringing the names that y'all might know. Uh, uh, names of folk that you maybe grew up on or know the lyrics to. N.W.A. Y'all know what that in in um, Eminem. Snoop Dogg is he Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion? Can where, where's where's where? Puff, Brother Love, T.I. Chris Brown. Don't y'all get mad at me with this next one. Bay and Jay. Watch, watch now. Now the enemy, I'm going to tie it together for you. The enemy has used culture to not only desensitize our ears. You can be called um, a blank hole for so long. Until when you hear it, when you don't hear it, something wrong. You know what I'm talking about? So, so now culture, it, it's, it's on the stage. It's, it's in the movie theaters. It's, it, it's, it's on the radio. It's, it's, it's on the television. It's, it's in the pot. It's, it's in all these different places. And there's this desensitization to the profanity and to what's going on and to the spiritual ramifications. And, and, and so now the enemy has used culture to not only desensitize, but to be the face for entertainment and church folk like it. The act of cursing. I want you to see the act of cursing. All right, so now, now what words are in our vocabulary that pronounce evil ruin or judgment on a person? 
about this one? Damn. Okay, now, I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing or cursing. I'm, I'm teaching. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm trying to say that when the word damn is used, when, when, when the word damn is used, that that is to pronounce evil, ruin, or judgment on a person. Now, how many ways do you use damn? Okay, all right, y'all gonna act like y'all, y'all ain't here. Our culture has said we changed the word to got. It sounded like I said G-O-T. Because we, we, we don't think that we ain't saying, if I say got you, that's different than saying God you. And so the D has turned to a T. And so now you kick your toe, you got. Somebody cut you across. How many different ways do you curse? What, 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 what's in your vocabulary? How, 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 how all right are you with damning people? Kids do something, had a bad day? It, blank it. When you don't realize that God had new mercies in that day. You missed it. You, 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 you missed it. You, you missed it. See, cursing is a spiritual matter. And so when you have a bad day and you it your day, when you damn your day, you have just pronounced evil ruin. I know you didn't mean it. I know you didn't mean it. I, I know it. I, I didn't mean it either. I know you didn't mean it. I had to get the revelation first. Now I'm passing on to you. So you are damning what God intended to bless you. Because if new mercies are in every day and God is trying to give me some good stuff in this day, just because I had a hard day don't mean I couldn't get what God wanted me to have from that day. But oh no, we have become so comfortable in our mouth until we blank it. And so that blessing that God was going to give you today and show up tomorrow, you just damned it. So, so much, so much more violence and serious response to cursing in the Old Testament than, than we really realize. Now, our cursing has been repackaged to punctuate a joke or to spice up a song or to be talk with the boys. Oh, ladies, you too. Fellas ain't done with somebody that cuss like sailors. There's some female sailors too. We're talking about damn, right? We, 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 
We, we talk. We talk about damn, right? Okay. All right. And, and and remember, damn is the word that pronounces the curse. I think you'll really answer the question yourself of this title. So what's wrong with cursing? What's wrong with cursing is that I don't want and I should not want to pronounce evil or ruin on what God has blessed. Leviticus chapter 24. It's a teaching sermon. It's a teaching sermon. Don't don't worry. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. We're going to pray. We're going to get some soap. We're going to wash our mouth out with soap. On, on, on today. Leviticus chapter 24, I'm starting to read at verse 11, and I'm going to read through verse 16. And the Israelite woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed. Your, your neighbor needs to be awake for this one. But just make sure you can see their eyes. Make, make sure you can see their eyes. Come on, check their eyes. Check, check their eyes. They can be red, but as long as you, they open. Long as they open, long as they open. I rebuke the spirit of sleep, Satan. You will not steal this opportunity for us to reclaim everything that God has for us. Now, blaspheme. What's blasphemy? See, see the Bible says, and the Israelite woman's son blasphemed. I wonder where he learned to cuss, curse. Somebody was training up a child in the way he should go. I wonder, I wonder what the impact workers would say that they hear the children say. While the baby's over there, but their mama and daddy's over here. I, I wonder, I wonder where this boy learned how to blaspheme and curse. That's not my point. I didn't come to preach that. To blaspheme, really simple. To blaspheme means to attribute to Satan the work of the Lord. And whenever you give the devil credit, you're putting him above God. Don't ever forget that. So that's what, that was, that's what was going on. And you know what? The boy may not have even known what he was doing. When his mama was teaching him how to cuss, curse, and blaspheme, she may not have known what she was doing. But just because you don't know that in the state of Georgia, you're supposed to put your phone down, you can't even hold it in your lap. If you get pulled over by the police or the police see you, you the excuse, that I didn't know. That don't work. Now you do. Take your behind and take this ticket. Go, now, now you know. Just because we haven't known what we have been pronouncing evil ruin on does not and has not exempted us out of the spiritual repercussions of what we've said or what we've done. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. So the Israelite woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed. And so they brought him to Moses. Wait a minute. It, it got to the president quick. 
We, we don't have no overseer, no deacon, no, no cell group leader. You know, he just said, damn. Mm-mm. See? See? After he blasphemes and curse, man, bells and whistles went off. They take the boy to Moses. His mother's name was uh, Shelemith, the daughter of Dubri, the tribe of Dan. Then they put him in custody. They done put the boy in jail for cursing? Do you see the impact of what comes out of your mouth? Boy, blaspheme and he cursed. They put him in jail. The mind of the Lord might be shown to them. So they said, boy, you're going to jail so everybody else won't do this. Who you think was cussing after church that time? After, after that? Nobody. I got to go talk to the president and I'm going to go to jail. But that'll get you delivered. That will fix your mouth. Verse 13, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, the issue was so major until God called a conference with Moses. He says, take outside the camp him who has cursed. All right? Then let all of, all who heard him, everybody who heard him curse, y'all lay hands on his head and let the congregation Stone him. But get casting the demon out. Oh, no. I'm going to take your iPhone. I'm, I'm going to take your, your turn off Wi-Fi, you know, all the other kind of stuff. It just cause our kids to go into convulsions. This would stop kids. Tell you what, me and you and all the leaders, we're going to just go outside. We're having a little fun and kind of joking around as we talk. But I want y'all to see the seriousness of cursing. Now, I start off by saying that a lot of us cuss and we blend it in cursing. Because we go from an MF to a GD, back to an A-hole, and then you just go to, uh, you know, H-E-double hockey sticks. Y'all see that? Because we're, we, 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 have, we can be so fluid. The, the words and the atmosphere of, of the culture that we live in, one thing to be potty mouth is another thing to send somebody to hell and to pronounce judgment and ruin on them. Are y'all getting this? They took him outside, they killed him. Verse 15, then God says, Then you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, Whoever curses his God, shall bear his sin. And whoever blasphemes, attributes the work of God to Satan, whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregations shall, clear, shall, shall certainly stone him, the stranger as well as him who is born in the land. When he blasphemes the name of the Lord, he shall be. Why was God so hard on them? Because one of the Ten Commandments was 
thou shalt not use the name of the Lord God in vain. So here we are just, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Texan, OMG. I, I, I text OM goodness. Because I don't want to use the name of the Lord in vain. Oh, pastor, you such a tight one. You know, that, you, everybody know that's just, that's just emoji. That's just text talk. Mm-mm. His name is too sovereign. Catch this. His name is so holy that when the Jewish scribes, when the rabbis were writing, handwriting scripture, whenever they would get to the name of God, They would put the pen down, pick up a new pen, and his name was so holy until they wouldn't even put the vowels in. That's why we have Y-H-W-H, Yahweh. We put the, the vowels in because his name is so holy. Nobody was to use the name of the Lord irreverently. And so now we rap along with it. We, we hear somebody send somebody, ha, 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 that's a good joke. We retail jokes. I didn't mean nothing. Oh, but God, it means something to God. What comes out your mouth means something to God. Hell. What the hell? Go to Hell. These can be used to demonstrate an extreme. These words, there's no way in hell. I said that earlier. But there's a difference when I'm sending somebody to hell. And I'm trying to punctuate. Let me just say this. You might have a higher tolerance for what bothers you than I do. But we all know when we grieve the Holy Spirit. We all know when we've said something or done something and the presence of God isn't there. I hope you all see, I'm not trying to give you permission to curse or to cuss. I I, I want you to understand that God is concerned about what comes in your mouth. I haven't gotten to the good part yet. We got this go to hell, hell no, what the hell, GDU, then go to hell. I mean, we just, just kind of just make up cuss words. This is important. This is important. Look, look, look now. This is the impetus. What I'm about to show you is the reason why I, I, I even preached this sermon and laid as much foundation as I did down at the top. It's found in Psalm 109. In Psalm 109. Psalm 109. Let, let me just tell you, I wasn't expecting to get a whole lot of amens. Somebody said, Pastor, you, 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 we, we, we eating and you don't talk with food in your mouth. I understand. So when I say, does anybody hear this? I just need to know y'all still alive. I, I don't, you don't have to say amen. I, I, you, you don't have to. I just want to make sure you're getting it and that it's making sense. And I'm communicating clearly because I've seen your future and it's bright. And, and I want you to be able to use your mouth to shape your reality and to shape your future and not send to hell or pronounce evil ruin or judgment on what God is trying to give to you just because you're trying to fit in or picked up a bad habit 
or hang around folk that cuss or curse. Y'all do that, we'll get on you, right? That's part of accountability. Um, um, while back, those folk I used, some folk fellas I used to hang out with, when I, when I get with them and I come back home, my wife, went, I don't have to tell where I was. She said, you've been around such and such and such and such and such. And such. How would you know? Because you talk different. Why? Because evil doth corrupt good. So even as you try to purge your mouth, you can leave out here today, I ain't never cussing again. I ain't, I, I ain't never cussing again. Go get around them same folk that cuss. Y'all got it? Psalm 109, verse number 17. Look at what it says. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. Do you see why I worked so hard to try to tell you about cursing? Because I was looking for that impact right there. If you didn't understand what cursing was, you wouldn't have had that response. As he loves pronouncing judgment on folk, let it come to him. Y'all, this is a deliverance moment. Y'all ain't sending nobody else to hell, are you? You ain't damning nobody. It's coming out your vocabulary. You don't stop using D words. No more donuts, no nothing. (laughs) I could stop right there. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. As he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. Oh, my God. What would your life look like if you hadn't been accidentally cursing it? Because, see, the devil's slick. He knows you ain't going to damn yourself. Got me? No, we, who ever said that before? God, me. Nobody. That, that, that don't even flow out your mouth. And the devil knows that, so he picked a principle that was there in the word of God, and he says, all right, they won't damn themselves. They won't send themselves to hell. So let them keep on cursing because every time they curse, since they want to talk like that, since they want to fit in, since they want to be with their homegirls and their homeboys, go on, keep talking about it. When you could have had the blessing, oh, you're going to settle for cursing. Verse 18, as he clothed himself with cursing as his garment, So let it enter his body like water and like oil in his bones. So he changed the picture. He's saying, okay, so you go on and curse, you can have that. You don't want to bless, you can have that. But let me tell you what you're going to do. You are going to wrap yourself with some designer clothes. You want to wrap yourself with some evil, with some garments of ruin, 
with judgment, with damnation. That's what the Bible says. And then, not only is it going to stay on the outside, but it's going to enter your body. Which is why you can't stop. When you curse somebody and it rebounds back in you, Bible says not only is it on you, but it gets in you. And so now somebody wake you up at 3 in the morning and what's in you comes out you. And you go to firing them off again. And you know what it does? It boomerangs right back on and come back on in, in, in you again because you have not guarded your mouth gate. God is saying you can bless, but no, you're settling for cursing. The devil says, I got you. Put, you. put it to you like this. When you curse, you enter into the devil's realm. Here's the double bind. If you're cussing or cursing, either one, we learned last week that it's a matter of the heart. Um, it's, it's all garbage. It's all crap that comes from the inside of you because Jesus said it's what's in your heart that comes out your mouth. It, it, it gets on you, Matthew 15, 18 said, uh, but those things that proceed out of your mouth come from your heart and they defile a man, they, they get dirty on you. It goes out to where you're sending it and it comes back and lands back in you where it came from. This time it's brought most stuff as it was boomeranging back on the inside more than what you thought. And so now you got a whole, you know, you know, rodents live around garbage. I, I was a neat freak. I ain't never liked bugs. If you don't have a social security number, I ain't much into it. So, you know, you go to college. Amazon. I just bought all my bug spray for Africa. I got stuff for the bed. I got bed bite stuff. I got sonic mosquito killers. I, I, I got spray. I got snake repellent. I got everything. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to see nothing. If it come crawling, I don't want to know it. I, nothing. So when I was in college, I always been like, when I was in college, you know, nasty college kids at GAC, their mama didn't teach no home training. They lead the pizza boxes and the hoagie sandwiches, be in the room for days. And so now they, they, they all right with roaches, but I'm not. They just, just go, on, go on about them. I wouldn't make it in jail. I'm sorry. I, I would not. We see baby roaches. Call the president of Orkin, we got to get somebody out here. I don't do bugs. I, I don't do bugs. I don't do bugs. But the, the rodents, the roaches and the rats, they only show up where there's garbage. And usually when it show up to get that garbage, they bring friends. And, 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 and then they set up camp, and then they start expanding their territory. So then they come over to my room. What do you think demons are? 
spiritual rodents. See, you can't cuss if you ain't got no garbage in you. That's all right. That's all right. You ain't got to say amen. If it's not in you, you can't say it. But when you keep saying it, it's evidence of what's in you. Which is why when you tear somebody down, you, you start feeling good about how you got them told. Because the kingdom of Satan is on the inside with all of its rats and roaches and demons that keep multiplying. Because you got crap in you. We have to return for the reverence of holy things. And can I tell you, your mouth is a holy place. The Bible says, how can, you, how can you bless from the same fountain that you cursed from? I, I, I just believe. Everyone standing in no music. Everyone standing in no music. Just put your things down. Just stand. I believe that the Holy Spirit has spoken here today. I believe there's been some conviction. Let me tell you, it started with me. I can't be all right with where I am. I got to play at a higher level. And when I get to a higher level, I got to play at a higher level. I got to fix some stuff. Got to change some stuff. Got to stop looking at some stuff. Got to stop listening to some stuff. Can I just tell you this? That when you listen to it, you, damn, you, you, you give away your spiritual authority to hear. And when you say it, you give away your spiritual authority to say it. So the more you curse, watch this, the more you cuss and the more you, you, you use curse, cuss, you know, all them words, the more you can't say, well, I, God said. And the more you sit there and listen to it, the duller your ear gets. Because now what's coming from the enemy's camp is entertaining you. You like it. Talking to me. What shows you watching? Scandal still on? Power is. Is Cookie still around? Empire? Mm. How y'all know? 